What if I told you that in three years from now, you were going to be wildly successful at a completely different company than you are today? Would that change your behaviors? Would that change your process? Would that allow you to relax? I'm sure the answer is yes. If you had a crystal ball and you knew, okay, I'm working in this company right now, I'm working here, and this is not my end game, but I'm going to be somewhere else. I'm going to be wildly successful. I'm going to live out my dreams. You would stop stressing out. You would stop worrying. But yet, I talk to a lot of sales professionals and everybody is worried about the wrong things. They're worried about running somebody else's race. Okay. And I don't know if it's because I was a professional athlete and I never really compared myself to anybody else. And a lot of my friends, except for when I got to college, but a lot of my friends in high school, you know, nobody played college except for me on my team. And then growing up in little league, nobody played professional ball except for me. And so I kind of separated myself. And so I never really had anybody else to look at. Now, I did have some teammates of mine that made it to the major leagues. I did not. I played minor league baseball, but I wanted to play in the big leagues, but I didn't. I didn't have the ability, didn't have the talent, but some of my roommates and some of my friends did make it to the big leagues. And one of my roommates had a really great career, seven years in the the big leagues, but I never compared myself to him and I never looked at other people. So I think growing up, I never really wanted to be anybody else. I wanted to be the best version of myself. And I think I was very fortunate that I didn't try to emulate somebody else to a T. But yet when I talk to sales professionals, they're always looking over the fence and seeing the grass is greener. You know, for instance, one of the students that I'm coaching right now, he, the first thing he said was, I see all these people that are less talented than me. And they're making president's club. And I don't understand, you know, they have a much better market. They have a bigger market. They just have a bigger pool and a bigger volume. And I said, well, first thing you have to do is you have to get your mindset, right? Okay. You are not running their race. You're showing up to the starting line and they're 30 meters down the track. You can't give up because they're 30 meters down the track. You have to run your race. You have to go through your process of running the best race you possibly can. There's nothing else that you can do. You can only control the factors that are in your territory, in your business. You can't worry what somebody else is doing in another city. You can't. But I still hear that a lot from sales professionals. And right now we're in the peak of humble bragging on LinkedIn. And everybody knows what I'm talking about. I'm humbled and honored to have won an award. Um, If you just looked at LinkedIn over the next, from probably starting the beginning of of February through the beginning of April, if all you did was just scroll through Instagram, you would think that you are crap and you're not doing anything with your life because everybody is just humble bragging. And look, congratulations for the people that won awards, okay? They had a goal set in front of them and they achieved it. But you know what's funny? I've yet to see anybody on LinkedIn talk about how they didn't hit their goals and they didn't hit their numbers. I'm waiting for those posts. You know what? I was humbled because I missed quota. I thought I knew everything and I don't. And because I thought I knew everything, I didn't reach out for help. I didn't reach out for extra coaching. I didn't better myself. I didn't go to conferences. I didn't listen to podcasts. I didn't read books. I didn't 
uh, work on my business, work on my craft. I didn't practice. I didn't role play. I didn't do any, any of the steps necessary. I didn't go through the process necessary to be great. I've yet to see anybody post that. Why? Because people only post the hits. It's social media. And LinkedIn is a business social media, but it's still social media. People want to be put in the best lights. I can tell you right now, I don't give a shit. I have failed. But I continue to get back up off the mat. All you have to do is get up off the mat one more time than you're knocked down and you are a success. I've had a lot of success in my sales career. I had a lot of success in my baseball career. But ultimately, I got released by three ball clubs in the span of a little less than two years. If that's all I told you is I was released by two ball clubs over the previous two years, you would have thought I was a failure. I wasn't a failure. I was an all-star in Little League every single year. I was considered one of the top one or two, maybe three players all the way through. I played AAU ball in 14, and we won the bronze medal in Florida. Third best team in the country. Honestly, we were probably should have been higher. We should have, we should have won, but we didn't. I played American Legion ball at 15. I played varsity baseball at 15. Played four years of varsity baseball. Took our our baseball team from worst to first. All Metro, all state, all prep, senior year. I set home run and RBI records, and we didn't have a fence. I'm competing for scholarships and numbers with other players across the country, and we didn't even have a fence. Yes, you heard that right. We did not have a fence on our baseball field in the school that I went to. I went to a small private school. We didn't have a fence because our outfield was the soccer field, and they were state champions. And the, and the soccer coach was like, you're not putting a fence up on my soccer field. Yeah, that's what I had to deal with. Just put the head down and kept working. Go to college, get a scholarship. William and Mary, worst to first. Captain, I previously had held records for most RBIs in a season at William and Mary. That has been surpassed. I was second all uh, all time in home runs. I don't know if that's still, I'm second. I'm still in the top five. I'm still in the top five of almost every major category. Sophomore year, I was leading the country in the triple crown categories, all division one baseball halfway through the season. I get a chance to be signed by the Braves after college, and I played for two years. If I gave you that picture of my baseball career, it doesn't sound like a failure, does it? No, it's not. It's a lot of success. So instead of just focusing on the small sliver, the micro, focus on the big picture and just realize you have to be the best version of yourself. You can't worry about anyone else, what anybody else's journey is. If you don't get in a war, screw it. Who cares? If you missed quota, screw it. Who cares? Okay. Figure out how to get better. Whining about other people is not going to get you to where you want to be. Talking about other people is not going to get you to where you want to be. Putting your head down, focusing on your craft, getting better at your skill, developing other skills, treating your sales job as a business. 
Pretend like it's a little franchise within the company that has hired you, that's paying you. That is the mentality that I took in every single role that I had, except for one. I've told you, my biggest failure was my first pharmaceutical job. I was passive. I sat back and waited for a miracle that never came. The guy that hired me was fired within a year for faking field rides with reps. I got no help, no training. I was shoved down on an island and my mistake was not, or my, my, my biggest mistake was sitting back and waiting for things to be handed to me. They're not going to be handed to you, folks. You've got to go out there and grab it and take it. The people that get up on stages, yes, I do believe that awards are bias. And the bias is markets. For instance, one of the companies that I worked at, their president's club standards were total volume of revenue. And I get it. They want to bring in money. But how do you compete with a market Let's take Charlotte, for instance, okay? Charlotte's market has 1.5 million people, Charlotte and vicinities. How do you compare that market to Atlanta? How do you compare that market to Chicago? How do you compare that market to Houston, Fort Lauderdale, Los Angeles? How do you do that? If it's just going strictly on revenue, how do you do that? I knew very well if my goal was to simply be on stage and that was it, and that was my determination how successful I was, I was going to be pretty miserable. In fact, I've told you before, and I'll say it again, a lot of the companies, almost every position that I have taken in my entire professional career has been a failure, has been a reclamation product project. It started with my first managerial role enterprise. And it continued through my last full-time position. I don't care whatever, what anybody else was doing at the company. Okay. Because that doesn't affect my paycheck. Somebody else is doing X, Y, and Z. That doesn't make me more money. That's that person's not stealing money from me. You can't focus on other people. You have to focus on being the best version of yourself, period. If you do that, if you focus on being the best version of yourself, if you focus on optimizing your day, if you focus on getting better, learning, reaching out, networking, honing your craft, getting better, If you focus on that, nothing, nothing will stop you. Because yes, I hate to tell you folks, but if you're in some smaller towns in this country, you may never get up on stage. Just won't happen. Now, there are some companies, I do know for a fact, there are companies, I never worked at them, but there are some companies that do reward things like growth, baseline In other words, they take into account what you took over. I just happened to work for, well, really, there was only one company that I had that um, kind of had the stuff together, but, you know, I won contests, you know, contests usually started with the baseline. I won several contests in my career. 
I hit quota. I broke records. That's all I can do. Someday you just have to wake up and know, you know what? I did everything that I could possible. So please, please, please do not look at all the LinkedIn posts and start to feel jealous, start to feel envious. Just congratulate them. They had a goal and they met it. And another thing is, you know, you you see these um you see these handles or you see the uh, not the handles but uh, the titles on LinkedIn and it's like 2x president's club winner. Okay. I mean, haven't won president's club in 7 years. <laughs> you know, you still have that up there but you haven't won president's club in 2 years. Why do you have that up there? In my career I've won 40 plus sales awards. Do I feel like I need to get a patch? I mean, I, I know a lot of people that win awards and they don't post. In fact, probably two of the best sales professionals that I know, they have never posted on social media the fact that they won awards. <laughs> it's funny because one of the guys is like, I don't really want people to know I won a bunch of awards because then they're they're going to know how much money I make. <laughs> I thought that was great. I get it. Look, it doesn't mean that if somebody humble brags on LinkedIn that they're a bad person. I think that you should scream all the winds from the mountains. It's just, just know that if you're trying to compare yourself to them, they're not going to show you the losses. The only, the only time that they're going to talk about a loss is the loss of their job, but they're not going to go on LinkedIn and say, you know what? I want to share this experience because I just blew a deal and I just failed. Now that's for me, Mike, in this podcast. Last year, I got kind of sidetracked with a bunch of projects. I was doing, um, you know, anatomy of a win, anatomy of a loss. I think I'm going to kick that back up and I'm going to do that again. I'm going to start talking to, I'm going to start going through those again. Cause I think it's important for people to hear. I've had a lot of losses. I took a big L last year and it's okay though. Cause I'm taking a big W this year in the same situation. And what it did was it galvanized me. It made me stronger. And in an area of my expertise that I was a little naive, I just thought that deals were going to get done. I I had a blind spot. That blind spot has been removed. And when you remove blind spots, you become stronger. So what did I learn from that big L? I got stronger. I'll talk about that later. But the whole point of today is just stop focusing on other people and what's happening in other territories. Focus on your process. Okay. Right now, focus on who you're calling on, what you're discussing. Are you moving that person closer towards being a user? an advocate, or are you just info dumping? Are you having a business conversation or are you just talking features and benefits? Are you talking about their future state and how much better it's going to be using your product or service? Or are you pitching them? Those are things you have to answer. Are you calling on the right people? Are you saying the right things? Are you painting the right picture? Are you pulling them into your world 
So you have an opportunity to, to discuss what your product or service can do. Or are you just talking to them? You're just talking at them. That's what you have to decide. Thank you so much. Really do appreciate everybody's listening. I do have to apologize about yesterday's episode. I was dead to the world. <laughs> Had a really long weekend. Was very active with the kiddos. And um, I didn't pr- I didn't bank any episodes for this week. I've just got a lot of things going on. As I mentioned, still working on the website. I know I sound like a broken record, but that thing will be launched in the next two weeks, uh, no matter what. <laughs> I just, I have a deadline of March. What's today? March 20th, Monday, March 20th. Is that thing being launched period point blank? I don't care if it's done or not. It's going to go live. So, um, I'm very excited about that. It has been a labor of love and there's going to be a couple cool projects coming out of that. Um, I'd mentioned before I've taken a little hiatus from interviewing guests. I'm going to start banking the next round of guests. If you would like to be on the show or you know somebody who would like to be on the show, please reach out. Mike at Surviving Outside Sales. I would love to speak to them. I'd love to get their expertise. I'd love to keep the conversations going. This here is for the sales professionals, for the outside sales world. I might be bringing on people from the inside sales world, but they have knowledge about sales. Sales is not outside sales when you actually get down to the selling part. It's the same as selling retail or selling uh, over the phone. It's the exact same. The only caveat is with outside sales is I try to give you experiences on being in the car, how to build your territory, making sure you stay motivated. There is a little avenue of um, nuance when it comes to outside sales as opposed to other sales. I think outside sales is by far the hardest sales position to have. And it's because you have to physically go to people. You have to get in your car. It takes a lot of time. It is one of the hardest things. It's like it's like trying to do a Rubik's cube blind, blind or blinded, where your eyes are closed. It's really hard. So it takes a lot of time to be very good at it. It takes a lot of practice. You need to have a certain process. It's a lot different inside sales. So um, I'm going to be bringing on people. Uh, you know things. Uh, experts, uh, other people that have experiences similar to mine, top salespeople. One of the hardest things too, just to let you know, is actually getting salespeople to come on the show. Uh, Not because they don't want to. It is because like right now, I got four guys right now who are all like, I I can't, I got, I got this contest. I got this. I can't take an hour out of the field. I can't do that. And I said, okay, I get it. Um, You know, it's one of those things like, when are you going to be available? The problem is, you know, trying to catch uh, outside sales professionals who are still in it, who are still in the thick of it, they're still in it. So they don't have an hour to sit down and chop it up with me. So that's the hardest part. It's something I didn't realize I was going to run into, but it makes sense. Um, when I was still in the field, I probably would have felt the same just because I was always go, go, go. So thank you so much. Really do appreciate it. You can always reach out to me, Mike at surviving outside sales. Soon the website will be ready to go again. March 20th will be the unveiling. Um, so I've already, I put that down two weeks and it's, which is also very difficult because, um, I've got a bunch of stuff coming up. So I put that deadline down. I hope, uh, if anybody's listening right now, you will hold me accountable, but thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. I hope everybody has a great rest of their day and um, we'll see you tomorrow.
surviving outside sales. Bye-bye.